The few, the proud, the bombers. This is Bombers. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Bombers. I am your host this week, Piddle. With me, I have bomber number one, Spiegel. Spiegel and Piddle, Spiegel and Piddle. And everyone. I wasn't going <laughs> to do the whole thing. You just I also it. have, I've got Zyber, <laughs> bomber number five, I think. No. Still wrong. I'm number three. Why would you I go like one and then five and then three and get the numbers wrong? It it's just like, it um, doesn't make sense. Why not? I think that's everybody. So uh, we can get started with our great episode this week and i'm dead and bomber number two out of five dag upgrade what i, I don't know who that is so this week <laughs> we've got a great episode ahead of us uh we've got, we're going to talk about some did you ever notice that uh every week we have a great episode ahead of us why wouldn't we exactly i mean when when we finish it's a terrible episode but every time we start it's a great episode there's a great episode ahead of us but a terrible episode behind us it's called hindsight. Speaking of hindsight and 2020, I have a Mountain Dew here that is the limited edition 2020 version. Why? I'm going to drink it for drinks and foods. Tell us what it Why? is. It's the limited edition 2020 version of Mountain Dew Voodoo mystery flavor. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> it tastes like pain. It tastes like I got Mountain Dew in my eye. Oh, this stuff's a great stuff. Okay, you know what? Uh, I was really worried that this podcast wasn't going well, and I uh, and I thought that maybe there would have to be a lot of editing work done. But you know, it's definitely a good sign when Deg gets limited edition Mountain Dew Voodoo in his eye to kick off an episode. Don't forget oh, the mystery it flavor. Tastes like part. tears. <laughs> oh, tears taste great though. Tear flavor, salty, just like cyber. It's salty. <laughs> All right, hurry up and drink it. We have a lot of stuff to get to. All right. It smells like sweet. Doing it like a wine wine tasting. You guys spit it back out then. Yeah, you don't want to get too high on the caffeine. Nah. Nope. I I deal for my own supply or whatever that is. Um. Oh. It's like. It tastes gritty, which is weird because it's Mountain Dew. It doesn't go down You know, smooth. like whenever you're eating like a Starburst or an Airheads and you're at the very, very end of it and it just sort of melts into like weird sugary particles in your yeah. mouth? That's what it tastes like. It tastes like the sugary particles at the end of like a Starburst or an Airheads. Does it have like a specific fruit flavor or is it just kind of. Like, what would, like, if you had to describe it as a it's, fruit? It tastes. I would describe it as fruit flavored. Is it like round or crescent shaped? Maybe a cone? Um, it's sort of like a mixture of a berry and a melon. What, uh, what color does it taste like? It tastes pink. What, uh, what color is it, so actually? Like that one's easy. What, uh, um,. Here, look into my eye and tell no, me just, what color it stained it. Just in. pour some out into like a, like, you know. <laughs> just pour Here, some out I'm for using my, It's clear. The, yeah, that, that is, it's that clear. is clear. I don't know if you guys on the camera can see it. I know that nobody on the audio podcast can see it. So are you sure it's not just water? It does not taste like water. The Mountain Dew placebo effect. Your mind. You know, like those like um flavored waters where they hold a banana up to the moonlight and filter that into the water? No. Yes. It tastes nothing like that. All right. So, so Deg is drinking uh, clear, salty liquids, and uh, as we promised, we have some mailbag stuff to get to. Uh, we've been promising the mailbag episode for a couple of weeks now, and Piddle is going to be reading off uh, Bomber's notebook questions in between segments. Oh, you so, bet. Piddle, do you want to just hit us with that first question? I'm I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Absolutely. Our first question is from longtime listener and friend Himaru. His question is a two-parter. First part is, if there was a video game's entire development cycle that you could have been a part of just to witness it happening, what game would you pick? Zyber, what game would you pick? 
I think I'd pick Final Fantasy 15 just because that sounds like a really interesting, really long development yeah, cycle. Yeah, that's like a 10 year ride. Like, and like flipping the table constantly. I just want to be all like, what on earth happened? And if instead of witnessing it, you could have direct influence on changing a game's final outcome, what game would you pick? So this is the second part of the question, Ooh. right? So like you have... Yep. So like if, ha- if it's a game where you you don't want to just watch it, you want to influence the direction of the game, what game would you pick? That's a tough one. Um, that one's easy for me. Well, you go ahead then. For that second part, definitely The Wind Waker. What would you change about The Wind Waker? You scumbag. You scum of the earth. You evil man. <laughs> you You joyless, <laughs> terrible person. You doctor, Huscom evil person. genius. What would you change? I if I if I w- was actually able to have direct influence, it would definitely be on just changing their development time skills and tables so that they could actually finish the game in time, so that we could get the full dungeons and temples that we missed out on because mm-hmm. they didn't do that. So you essentially would have been okay with Nintendo not having a spring two thousand three game and instead releasing that game holiday so that we could have that dungeon so we could have that extra content. I uh, pretty much. That's like the only Zelda game that didn't get delayed. Yeah, you know, I think I'd do the same thing with Breath of Wild just to make it only a Wii U game for the fun of it. Oh, that's just rude. <laughs> You're a bad person. Uh, that or Twilight Princess, and make that be only a GameCube game and not delay it so that it didn't. So they could polish it up instead of spending time putting in waggle controls. I'm personally more on board with uh, Zyber's idea. <laughs> yes. Just to touch on Twilight Princess really quick, Deg. Um, do you remember back in like 2003, 2004 when that game was kind of first getting shown off? I think it was 2004. And they showed the Twilight Realm and it was all black and white. That was awesome. They should have kept that direction instead of the like kind of sepia tone. Uh, what, what do you call it? Muddiness that they went yeah, with at the it end. Looked, it looked kind of gross, but I like the black and white. That, that looked really stylish and cool. Like Mad World, but better than Mad World. Well, it's always great when you get out of the Twilight Realm and you're all like, it's still ugly looking. It looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> you got to lean into some of the more stylistic choices instead of just sameness that they ended up on. True. Um, for me, uh, a game development cycle that I would want to be a part of just to witness it happening. It's it's kind of similar to Zyber's pick of Final Fantasy. I would go with Metroid Prime. Uh, not only is it my favorite game of all time, but that game went through some serious development hell for a while. Started as a Nintendo 64 game. Then they scrapped the entire thing, put Retro on the project. They made it a first-person shooter. And the whole thing would have just been totally weird and mind-blowing because first-person games weren't that big on consoles at the time that game was in development. And the fact that it came out and was as good as it was is like really actually kind of incredible. So Um, wait, Metroid Prime 4 is just following in the steps of Metroid Prime? In a way, I guess you could say that. (laughs) It really Um, is. I think for... For one, just to observe, originally I was going to answer A Link to the Past just because it's fun to see how they took the original Zelda formula. It would be fun to see how they went about taking the original Zelda formula and expanding on it. But hearing you talk about much... (coughs) Yeah, definitely keep eating while you're doing the podcast. That Mountain Dew is coming back up. What you were saying about the whole interesting to watch a game go through troubles and stuff. StarCraft Ghost. Ah. I want to know how the team dealt with all of the problems that came up over the development of that game, leading to its eventual cancellation. Yeah, for those who don't know, StarCraft Ghost was a game, I think it was a shooting game, I think third person, developed by Blizzard. And it was going to follow one of the ghosts, which are a unit in uh, the original StarCraft game and the sequel, I think. And basically, yeah, it was like third person. It sort of reminded me of Splinter Cell and what they showed except with stealth camo like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it was originally supposed to have been developed for the GameCube until it eventually got canceled, and it was following a ghost character called Nova who did actually end up making appearances in StarCraft Two. Did not know that. What about you, Piddle? You haven't answered this question yet. Give us your insights. Unfortunately, Spiegel stole my first option, which was to observe the development of Metroid Prime. Uh, Originally, I was thinking Chrono Trigger because it's my favorite game ever but then metroid prime just had so many difficulties 
Well, how about this? I have I have one As for you then. If you want Metroid Prime, uh, but I took it. How about Super Mario sixty four? Wouldn't it have been cool to watch those teams really play with three D environments for the first time and and oh. kind of flesh out how those worlds are going to look and how they made that game a Mario game out of nothing? It would be fascinating to see just uh, all of the trial and error and hey, this works and tr- trying to figure out how to implement a three D camera for the first time really. That's... I think it would be really tedious going back and watching that kind of stuff develop, and I'd just be all like, oh, it's so much easier, and this is a pain to watch. Well, it's always hindsight, like, oh, yeah, of course you would want to do it this way, but if you don't intuitively know how that stuff is supposed to work from having done it, you, you, as Piddle said, you just have to figure it out, and that'd be intriguing, like, who stumbled upon what that worked. Yep. Okay, well, before I steal I... your other answer, Piddle, what uh, what game would you change the direction of? Definitely Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, <laughs> love because that, that is not a remake. That is a travesty. It's that a great game. Whole thing makes me angry. I mean, it is. It is technically a remake. They didn't just up-res No, or... it's not a remake. It's just it's more, a demake. It's fan fiction. It's fan fiction. <laughs> it's, a it's a reboot. No, it's fan fiction. I'm going to. Um... <laughs> Pull out the ultimate answer to this question. What game that was in develop during the development cycle, I would go back and change the game's final outcome. How about a game that was in development for 15 years? How about Duke Nukem Forever on the Xbox 360, PS3, PC? First-person shooter, sequel to Duke Nukem 3D, which came out in 1996. Uh, you know, back when games like that worked and they weren't just a super bad idea. To try to put that game out in the marketplace, uh, I think to 2011, okay, you don't really have these uh, these um, misogynistic, like, over-the-top characters who just are cracking one-liners at every opportunity. Um, so I don't know how you save Duke Nukem as a character You release it as early, gener- like, very early, great graphics release for the PlayStation 3 360 cycle. What you do is you take that same idea, but instead of continuing to parody all of the stuff from the early 90s, you apply it and parody the stuff from the current era. Or you just parody yourself. Like, just make it so ridiculous. Like, make the things he's saying... I don't know, because some of the dialogue in the game... Yeah. I think no. What you do it's... is that you still parody that old stuff, but you have people around him being all like, "What the heck are you talking about?" Yeah, I think that's the right move. Actually, is to have <laughs> people literally making fun of the lead character, and then that's the last Duke Nukem game. You just can't do it. You have to retire the character. And exactly. I don't know. I don't know if there's been a Duke Nukem game since. Actually, I have to look that up. But I actually would really like not. that. You know, just a time to kick ass, chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. And someone goes, "All right, here's some gum." Yeah, that would have been great, but they didn't do that. Or like, you still chew bubblegum? It's so sugary. I got some sugar-free orbits. Hey, you know, Duke, you know what's really right. cool in, <laughs> in 2010? Dippin' Dots. It's the ice cream of the future. <laughs> Try some Dippin' Dots. All right, Zyber. I'm here to I'm here to kick Dang, butt shut and up. smoke vape pens. Zyber, <laughs> you've got some housekeeping items for us. I want to know what they are. Today's bombastic news. Not much to actually talk about. Um, but just for housekeeping stuff, uh, if you want to join our Discord to chat, etc., you can look at the link down below in the description, and there you can, uh, join our game club, where we play a different game once a month and talk about it, or you can join Album of the Day, where we have a album every weekday or weekend, I think we're still deciding on that, to listen to. No, we to stopped, we stopped weekends. Weekends are over. Okay. Weekdays only. Uh, you can also... Uh, watch uh, Dag or I play video games on Twitch. This is Bombers. Uh, we've been playing Among Us lately. We're going to be doing that tonight, too, so you're listening to this the day of release. Also, follow us on Twitter at Bombers Podcast to get notifications if you haven't joined our Discord for some reason. And if you have any questions, you can either uh, ask us the questions on Discord, or you can email us at thisisbombers at gmail.com. Exactly. Questions like Eagle Bear's question for us this week. What game series deserves a Dynasty Warriors style game and why? I love this question because we've had the Persona, the Zelda, the Gundam, the uh, 
the Fire we're Emblem. Fire Emblem. We're still waiting on a Persona One. Actually, it's only in Japan. Well, we, we are, but Japan has it already. So, but it it exists. Yeah. I think JoJo or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has one too. <laughs> really? I thought you were like saying that was the one you wanted. I was no. like, that's a like, weird choice, but you're saying they already have one. Okay. Or no, maybe it was Berserk, or maybe it's both of them. They have a few anime ones. Zyber, do you have oh, do you have something in mind? Dragon Quest has one too. Let's get a Smash Bros. one. That'd be interesting. Just like all the Nintendo mascots. Yeah, just straight up Smash Bros. All what are they killing? Four of them. What are they killing? Like the subspace Sub- emissary subspace characters. Emissaries. Yeah, or just Kirby characters because they love throwing them into Smash Bros. I'm thinking just more general enemies throughout the series. Goombas, Octoroks. I mean, if you're doing a Smash Bros. style, you just take enemies from all of the Nintendo series and smash them together. Yeah, or just four, yep. because that's usually how many enemies they have in a game anyway. So it'd be like Smash Warriors is what you would call it, or or Smash Smash Dynasty would actually be, I think, a better name, but they would never call it that. Ooh, Super Smash, Smash Warriors. Dynasty. Smash oh. Dynasty sounds way too cool for how, like what that game would actually be. Super Smash <laughs> Broyers. We were actually talking about how the Stop. Smash Brothers franchise is going to essentially need to reinvent itself after Ultimate because, you know, it's called Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and, like, what else uh. can you really do? This might not be a terrible idea. Uh, just, like, totally mix it up and just don't be afraid to... Don't be afraid to, like, do the fan servicey stuff. But, like, that's enough with the fighting game but already. Flip the script and, and lean into some different style of, of genre for your mascot, quote-unquote, fighter. I'm into it. That'd be fun. That's a cool idea. Uh, for Smash me, Bros. Kart. For me, I think I have the, the best answer to this question, uh, which is the franchise that I think needs a Dynasty Warriors game, Major League Baseball, the show. Okay. okay. I'm interested. Now, Go on. Listen, okay, everyone says that baseball's boring and there's not enough conflict in baseball. Well, here's your conflict, okay? They already have weapons. They've got bats. You know, they've got batting helmets. You can throw your helmet. You can do like a slide tackle move that like you can get under. So to be clear, you're picking an MLB star and then you're fighting a bunch of other MLB stars. So you go after them with your bat. You know, maybe you maybe you can like do a special like hit a home run move where you like hit it really far into the distance and it just explodes and the players just fly everywhere. It'd be amazing. That's my that's my pick. I think there's a lot of potential at first, I thought you were going for a joke, but the more you talked about it, the more I actually really want this It's kind of like the Seinfeld Telltale game. It seems like a bad idea at first, and then you think about, well, you know, it would be fun to decide what George does with his day. Do you know, should I stay here? Or should I eat a block of cheese? You know, or should I go out? Should I go to work at Yankee Stadium? I don't know. What about Seinfeld Dynasty Warriors? I would be into that. <laughs> I I think my answer is going to be Mega Man. Oh, that's and I would lean answer. into more of the Dynasty Warriors Gundam style of Dynasty Warriors. With we are blending a little bit of that ranged pew pew with the close quarters zim zim of the sword, and just do that, Mega Man. That's it. I'm done. Piddle. I think uh, for my choice, I'm gonna pick probably Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> All right. Not only do you have to chain together combos. But your combos do damage to everything around you. I don't know. The police. Oh, I like that. I like that, too. That's great. I don't know who you're fighting. That, uh, the police, I guess. Uh, the police, you know. The, 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 rival skateboard the old games. lady in the neighborhood that always complains about those hoodlums that are, you know, pigeons. riding on her sidewalk. All, the never soft eyeball. All them haters out there. Eyeball man. I mean, after Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake, what are they going to do? Turn it into a Warriors game. I mean, we, so, we sort of have the same uh, the same thing with Smash. Yeah, I just turn everything. Everybody will become Warriors games. Everybody. Warriors games. <laughs> Bombers Warriors game. All right. So we had a iTunes review that Deg really wants to talk about. We finally can do this segment. Someone actually bothered to leave a review for once. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. It's a five-star review, too. That's Great. how good Thank we are. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, it's one, two, three. your... How do you even remember your that Your iTunes username? username was weird. Like, how do you sign in and just remember, oh, yeah, it's it's uh, 789X90FF123. Yeah, I remember that easily. Here's the It's the hash code for his something or another. I don't Color. care. It's uh, Chris Crony from the Discords. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for leaving the review, which says, and I am quoting here, I enjoyed the host's chemistry and the balance of news, reviews, and casual talk. 
Did you just say hostesses? That sums us up. Hostesses. Hostesses. Because there are multiple of us and we own the chemistry. I forgot to read the title of the review. Oh, Solid Video Game and Culture Podcast. Five stars. stars. Hey. Five stars. That's a whole sentence. I mean, man, when was the last time we had a complete sentence review on iTunes? I don't know. Never. When was the last time we had a review on iTunes? Challenge for you, the listener. Go leave a two-sentence review on iTunes. That's our next challenge. Because we're getting five stars everywhere. I mean, every review we have is five stars. That's enough of the five stars. Let's get some more sentences. For that fan fiction up- thing, post a fan fiction that- review on iTunes. Don't. No, we're dropping that. However, I'm going to up I'm gonna up Spiegel's challenge, and I'm going to say, leave a two-sentence review. And if the person before you left a two-sentence review, you leave a three-sentence, et cetera, et cetera. And let's see how long we can get these reviews. Well, we'll do the segment if, uh, you know, if we get a review. We'll do it every week if we get reviews. Uh, but, you know, up until this point, that's been sort of a... Um a sticking point for the segment. It's hard to do a review of the week segment without reviews. So get it together. I think it's a losing battle to try to beg people for reviews, but we need them. If for you the, were in battle, the, the iTunes metrics fair Mermidon. I believe that's how I pronounce Mirmidon. it. Mirmidon. 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 Come on. Has a Mirmidon. great question. If you were defeated in battle, what loot would you drop? Oh, I have an answer. What do you have, Zyber? My answer would be peanut butter, a bunch of flash drives, and a rare drop would be a replica keyblade. So, uh, that, so I feel that, like I have, I have no to questions. Ask, what would the description of that uh, bundle of flash drives be? I'm going to my item menu. I look at the description. What is what does that description say? What is stored on those flash drives? Alright, it'll say like a handful of flash drives. For some reason, they're all empty. Sounds like an Earthbound <laughs> item. <laughs> so, um, are they? They're just blank hard drives or blank flash drives? Yeah, blank flash because drives. Because I am very good at just accumulating flash drives. Like I don't even buy them; I just find them. <laughs> just get them. That's funny. Cat. Dag, did you figure something out yet? You look like you're. I dead. would drop sadness. Just sadness. How 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 does that manifest just, in a physical form? Um, you pick it up and you get sad. It's also an Earthbound style item, actually. Like, congratulations, you've got sadness. What does it look like? It's there's not even actually an image clip for it. It's just you. You got sadness now. I forget. Did you use like the ruler item at all? Sadness is a fact flies over your head. <laughs> you cannot comp- comprehend it. Spiegel, do you got a? I uh, I would be one of those extremely annoying enemies that not only uh, when you kill them they like disappear leaving not a trace, but I would also explode doing damage to you and your party at the same time when I die. I'd be that uh, I'd be that guy. So you drop damage. Yeah, I drop damage. I don't. Uh, damage. I don't. I don't drop anything helpful. You don't want to fight me. Come on, just avoid me. You just summon meteor and then leave. Piddle, you've had enough time to think. Well, will the rest of us answer? Did you come up with something? Oh gosh, I have nothing. Yeah. It's kind of a difficult L- question. Liter- literally, that would be my drop. It would just be just like oh. empty hole. Just, <laughs> hey, you got an empty hole. In fact, Every- everything no, you like, Piddle, you would be like falls into that hole and to never come out. That's that's exactly it. Just you fight me, you defeat me. I take the items that actually mean the most to you. And then you're left with nothing. Just like being friends with you in real life. <laughs> Ouch. It's harsh. <laughs> wow. I love that answer. I also love these games coming out this week. Oh, great segue. Do you? <laughs> yes, I do. I, do. I, I finally get a new Tetris 99 to be obsessed with for like a month and then just drop it and never touch it ever again. That is Super Mario Bros. 35 comes out this week. Does anyone know what day that is? This week. October 1st. Yeah, it's going to be I awesome. I can't wait. And- I can't believe that you, uh, we kind of talked about this on another podcast, so we don't have to stay too long on it, but um, I can't believe that you haven't played Tetris 99 since the first month. I played it like three days ago. I, I, I tried just, it maybe like six months after it came out, and I just didn't care anymore. Everybody is really freaking good at it now, too, though. Like, my first places are very few and far between when I get them now, so. I definitely yeah. can't play then. That feels like the game that will very quickly, would have, and presumably did very quickly edge out the people who aren't obsessively playing it every day yeah i mean it's i find it interesting that uh 
I think Invictus is technically easier than Tetris 99 now. Because it has bots in it. Like, nobody plays Tetris Invictus because they all think it's hard, but the bots are way easier to kill than the uh, than the human opponents. So if you exactly. play the hard mode on Tetris 99, you're actually playing the easy mode. Just wait until Mario 35 gets to that difficult. Mario 35 I mean, I feel Invictus. like it could be that difficult almost immediately. Yeah, good. I'll play it. Is anybody who been good. playing Mario for how long? Is anybody here, like any of the four of us, are we? Is anybody actually good at Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers? I am not. I'm terrible at that game. I can beat it. <laughs> I can. I can play it. I'm not like a speedrunner or anything, no. but I can play it. Yeah, I've beaten it countless times, but I'm not especially great at it. I feel like the only people Probably who are even going to have a chance at winning Mario 35 are the people who can speedrun it, and everybody else is just totally left in the dust. I mean, it's easier than Mario 64. Well, it's not it's not like Tetris because there's like a luck element involved in Tetris where the blocks, you know, the blocks are randomized that come in. So you have to strategize, but you don't always necessarily know what the setup is going to be 20 moves from now. Mario, Mario levels are always going to be the same. Are you able to target the people in the lead? That's my question, because if you can target Mm. the people in the lead, that might be the equalizer. Kind of like you can target people with badges, right? In Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. Have they said anything about the actual levels? Like, is it just straight up Super Mario Brothers? Or are, is it going to be more like a roguelike style? Like, here are different Mario Brothers elements that build the track as you play. Not sure yet. I feel like it has to be roguelike. And that's the only thing that I could think to even, to add that random element to sort of even the playing Do you think field. the levels are going to be random too? I mean, do you think they're going to go from 1-1 one, one to like 3-2 and then to 6? I think they're just going to probably have like a pool of elements that are roughly related to like say the worlds yeah i think the worlds will be the same but instead of just a plain brick it might be a piranha plant blocks or something like that i mean you you guys are assuming way more about this game than i was i i literally thought that this game and we have to go back and watch the trailer because it's very clear that nobody none of us have any idea what we're talking about but uh (laughs) But uh, I just thought it was going to be you go through 1-1, one, one, you go through 1-2, you go through 1-3, you go through 1-4, you go through 2-1, just until, like, everyone is dead and there's only one person left. That, and they're just, like, dropping enemies on People you. will drop the game almost immediately. Immediately. Because that, all that's... At that point, you're just playing a speedrun. Right. Well, like, the speedrunners are way, the only people who are going is, to play the game. The level is random, so it could be anything from 1-1 to 8-4. And that's what everybody starts with. But I, I am almost certain that they're going to include some sort of roguelike element where a box won't be the box you're used to or an enemy won't be the one. I think they already do that with the enemies that will appear from other people. Yeah, but I don't think that's enough to shake it up. We'll see. Um, we'll find out this week. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to download it. So Another game coming out is Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time at long last a new Crash Bandicoot game. Because none of the Crash Bandicoot games between Crash 3 and Warped exist. It's they've like all been, so all all Crash Team they've all been canonically wiped out. They're all... I mean, let's be honest. Do you really want to go back and play is Crash it, Bandicoot Twin Sanity? Do you really want to go play Crash uh, of the Titans? Is, no. no. Now, is it called yes. Crash Bandicoot 4 subtitle? Or is it just Crash Bandicoot yes, 4? Yes, it's literally... It's about time. That's it's a bad subtitle. name. It is a it bad is terrible. name. I know. I mean, I get that it's been a while since we've had the last Crash Bandicoot, but I'm, I'm asking: does it have a, a subtitle? It's about time. Dang, yes, that, that doesn't work. Yeah, I know. Who is, is on first? <laughs> Thanks, Spiegel. <laughs> is anybody going to get Crash Four? I am. Just... Nope. I know my feeling no. about those 3D. Are you getting it at launch? Yes. Cyber. Okay. Yeah. So, so we expect full impressions once you fit. So. We we most of us have been speed running the Super Mario games this week from th- Mario 3D All Stars. We'll have our impressions on that in a little bit. But Zyber, you're really up against the clock because you got to finish Sunshine and Galaxy. In All like right, seven Sunshine. Days. Okay, wow, wow, really? So now I just have Galaxy left. That must have been a painful twenty hour experience. That game. I used a guide hmm. for all the blue coins. Well, the ones That's that I didn't move. just find. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that in a while. Yep. But Crash right now, 4, we're we going to get to something review. else. We're going to get to a new full question review. from Diggy D. Oh. Diggy D asks us this week, is it better to have squirrel hands instead of your feet or squirrel feet 
instead of your hands? I I can't even fathom this question. <laughs> I'm just confused. Like, are is it saying that my hands are shaped like squirrel? My feet are shaped like squirrel hands, or that my feet are the size of squirrel hands? Because I'm assuming if it's just the, the shape size the... and shape. I was just assuming the shape, not the size. Yeah, how would that even work? Because if it's the size, have, like, then neither of those are functional. Little, like your, how would your wrist work at that point? Exactly. Would they just be floating there like Rayman hands? Can I just have the teeth just of a be a stump instead? with a little clawed grossness on the end of it? None of the tendons would connect correctly, so it would just flop at the end of your little stump wrist. Assuming that they're human size, I would go for squirrel hands instead of my feet. That is that is the correct answer, yes. You know what? I, I reject this question. This segment is over. What's the next thing? Microsoft made news this week. You know what? Huge I reject news. this Honestly, segment. Let's move. Let's move. What's the next question? <laughs> Honestly, this this news was massive. Oh. Massive news, I feel like. We have to talk oh, about this it. Is the, this is I, the I biggest news. No, this is the biggest news in the gaming industry we've had in a very long time. Like transactional based gaming news. It really what, is. What, what we, the biggest, the other biggest one would be like Warner Brothers buying the rights to like Mortal Kombat and all those old Midway franchises, right? And this is even bigger it's than the that. It's the biggest news since Microsoft buys Rareware. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, what is Nintendo going to release? And then Rare did nothing for the next like eternity they made viva pinata they made grabbed by the ghoulies great great games classic microsoft bought bethesda or zenimax this week and man that is some far-reaching consequences deg please i want to go to you first i want to know your hot take on this it's going to be interesting to see exactly how things shake down with a lot of Zenimax, uh, Bethesda's like um, exclusives deals and, and things like that, because that money is now basically going to Microsoft for all intents and purposes, which means that those sales that are going to be on the PlayStation are funding their direct competitor now. There's some big games, too. There's uh, There's Starfield, I think, is coming out whenever they show it. There's Deathloop. Did you say There's Garfield? Doom. Uh, they've got the Elder Scrolls series. They have Tango Gameworks, which makes... They're making Ghostwire Tokyo. They made the Evil Within games. Spiegel, am I missing anything? Uh, you named all the ones that I was personally interested in. And, and and to me, if I can just provide my take on this real quick, I've, I've said this on the Discord multiple times since the news broke early Fallout. this week on... On Monday, yeah, fall. Yeah, I forgot about Fallout. Uh, like I said, games that I care about. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, so now Microsoft owns both Bethesda and Obsidian, so that's kind of a big deal. But and anyway, basically, yeah. in software, so they actually own yeah. the Rage license. Rage. <laughs> Ooh, that's Ooh. a big get for them. Ray- oh my God, can you even imagine? What- oh my gosh. Microsoft Holiday 2022, Rage 3, and Crackdown Pull 4. Back. What a big holiday for Microsoft. Uh, no. Um, I haven't that been able to find Rage 2 anywhere still. So my take on this basically is that I don't believe that Microsoft is doing this as a move to sort of stick it to Sony. I believe they're actually doing this to set up a future in which Microsoft is no longer part of the hardware manufacturing sect of the video game industry. They're just trying to own as many developers and talent and publishers and like and all of that distribution-related stuff as they can so they can shut it all down and go all digital and say, if you want these games, you got to go through Microsoft. And they're going to make so much money doing this that uh, they'll just leave Sony and Nintendo basically to fight over the scraps. And that's essentially the future that I see. They've been wanting to go all digital, Netflix of gaming for so long. This is step, step like one and a half to making that happen. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that goes forward. Like I mentioned with the exclusive stuff, those things that are already exclusives are probably locked in by contracts right now. How Microsoft handles releases going forward is going to really tell us what their strategy is going to be. If they start releasing on multi-platform, then yeah, they're definitely going to be cornering that distribution market. If they try to pull their exclusivity stuff, then they're going for the digital empire we already know what their multi-platform release strategy is they've released ori games on switch they've released cuphead super lucky's tale these are all games that microsoft that's not theirs 
those are they do not own those studios they do not own those ip but, that is all third party stuff that they are paying basically or helping pay for the game and helping with the timed exclusivity that's all it is but it's, it's still only a minecraft ti- it's minecraft still a timed exclusivity thing. it's still a deal that they struck with a developer to release that game yeah, on but their they don't platform own it. first they don't own yeah. the ip it's as significant as rare releasing jet force gemini on the n64 what about it's what like about rare um, releasing banjo pilot on the game boy advance that was a game that microsoft like microsoft allowed rare to make handheld games for nintendo systems that was a thing very they, briefly i wouldn't be surprised if those were already in development and they just let them finish it sort of like you know death loop is going to come to playstation 4 but after maybe that, they saw maybe they saw how bad banjo pilot was and they were like oh yeah we should let them release this and diddy kong racing ds go ahead what? I don't know if that was rare, actually. That might have been a different developer. My stance is they're just doing this to make Game Pass something you have to sort of get because it's just going to have so much content on it for a fair price for the time being. And eventually that's not going to be such a fair price. It's going to be cable all over again. Now you're going to have ads on your load screens. What load screens? Next, <laughs> gen, doesn't have load- Next gen doesn't have loading times, remember? They purposely have yeah, loading a, times just put ads that's on That's a it. lie. There was some game that added in load times specifically only to put in ads. I can't remember what it was. It was some PC title during the weird DRM era. I have no idea. I'm thinking of uh, shoot Jet Jet Moto, how it, it had like Mountain Dew and all that stuff on it. Well, that's that's enough of that. I think we can all agree this is a bad thing for the industry. In general, I'm not fond of the big companies like Sony or Microsoft buying a bunch of companies. It's like, I think, Spiegel, you've said this before. Competition is healthy. Yeah, absolutely. It's scary. To our next question from Nelly Nelthane. Who among the team looks best in silk underwear? Piddle. 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 The thing is, is that uh, Piddle is, uh, if you know Piddle personally, he is a swimmer in real life, or he used to be uh, before he got old. And uh, I mean, you know, to be a swimmer, you have to pull off the Speedo look. And, you know, you just, you kind of make it work. And uh, that sweet, hairless, silky swimmer. And let's be be honest, any kind of silk underwear that you're going to be wearing is very similar to a Speedo, I think. So... Um, I think it's a it's a non-starter of a question. So I'm sorry, Nelly, that, that you didn't really ask that great of a question. It was kind of obvious. I mean, s- silk is smooth, and a swimmer's body is smooth. Yeah, Match me I'm a body. runner, so like, get that little booty running shorts on me. Yeah, silk uh, silk would not feel good <laughs> if you're running. Deg pressing the buttons on his shirt, which are in suggestive locations. It's <laughs> a great visual medium joke. If you Terrible if you could all see the video joke. right now, we're all taking off our clothes to reveal our silk underwear just to make sure that we're right. My, clo- my clothes was already off. What's the next question? Let's do the next question, Piddle, because this one's also kind of... This is another underwear question. Lots of underwear questions. This is a great one by Jank Spanky. I don't know about great one. What's the best undergarment to turn into a slingshot or catapult? Well, obviously a thong. I mean, it's a Speedo, right? They're elastic, aren't they? I don't know. I've never actually touched a Speedo in my life. I think a uh, long underwear, part. like a long Johns, you could easily make a really nice uh, slingshot out of. Think about okay. just like the elasticity there. Of long Johns, you could do like a that one sling that you like, you know, twirl around. Yeah, you, if you're not doing a slingshot, you could do, do like a traditional sling. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, long Johns, nice answer. Good I answer. Mean, good I answer. Good answer. It. Good. <laughs> Can't beat it. So I always want to hear. I always want to hear dudes on that show go like bad answer after a bad. But they never do. Like <laughs> boo, that answer sucks. Like wouldn't that be funnier? Spiegel, I, you I have to like start answering uh, last, by the way, because you're taking all the best answers. I know. I'm, I'm really good at this segment. <laughs> I have the most points. I still think the thong has like an actual shape of a slingshot. Yeah, but it's what too small. Next? It doesn't have enough. Like what are we talking about next? Like the physics of it don't work as well. You're just looking at what the are we talking thongs? about next. I, I don't What's... think a small thong is a wrong thong at all. What are we talking about? We next? are talking about, you know, thongs, which you wear at the beach. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm you really know wondering how he's going to turn this into the next segment. That is 
has on one game that takes place on the beach. Super Mario Sunshine, which is a part of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And I know that all of you have been binging this game. Oh, we have? <laughs> Two of See, us See, this have. is why you're the host. You know, like nobody, you can't just pull that out of thin air. Nobody can do that. That's so talented. You're so talented. Thank you. Only Piddle can. I have not been playing Super Mario 3D All-Stars, party. though. I know that so, Spiegel, yeah. you have, you've played that, you've beaten at least two games 100%. So I feel like I'm going to go to you no. first. <laughs> no, uh, Zyber is actually the one who's beaten the games 100%. Uh, I beat Super Mario 64 100%. And we don't really need to go into all the details, I think, about how the Nintendo has like changed the games for the Switch. Let's just talk about the games, okay? Super Mario 64 is freaking excellent. Uh, yeah. It's a... I know, I know your opinion on that, but uh, to me, it still holds up incredibly well. I've pl- I've played a little bit, at least, of all three games. Played a good chunk of Sunshine, a little bit of Galaxy. It's still, it's to me, it's the game that holds up the best of the three. the The worlds are the best. It's magic the controls are. It really is. The controls aren't great. Like they're not as tight as they could be, but they're terrible. ultimately. Okay. It's the Shindo version, so they took out the BLJ, and like, what are you even supposed to do anymore? Mario needs to put on some slip-resistant shoes, because he is just slipping, sliding, everything, and it's all like, it's like he's wearing a jetpack band of water or something. No, wait, no, that's a different game. My one Anything that takes, like, fine-tuning, like, really, really fine controls, because you're, like, in a small area... Mario 64 does not do well with, but otherwise, I'm but there aren't that many. The there aren't that many smaller. There aren't that many small areas in the game, though. It, it's not a. It's not a. Uh, you know, just when you're game. doing actual platforming. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> are you really having problems with some of those areas in, in Rainbow Ride and TikTok Clock? Are you falling off that often? Like maybe that's a you problem. I have no issues with those Ooh. with those levels. Spiegel calling somebody else out for their lack of game skills. I know it's oh, it's I have like game a, skills. It's like a once in a lifetime sighting of Haley's Comet or whatever. It just doesn't. Uh, it doesn't happen that often. Dag, I haven't heard you say anything. I, about I see Mario my fiance 64. Haley all the time. But you haven't heard me say anything because I didn't get Super Mario 3D All Stars. I don't like 3D platformers. I don't like the 3D Mario games. The only one that I've actually enjoyed ever playing was Odyssey. That's not what this conversation is about. I have nothing to say. What about 3D World? Since it, you know. I never never played oh, it. That's sad. Really? Because it felt yeah, it fell within that frame where I went. I don't like three D platformers. I don't want to waste my time. Well, on it this. takes so much inspiration from two D Mario, and that's why I like it. Oh well. To be honest with you, Deg, I would like to play that game with you. That is a good multiplayer platforming experience, of which there are not many. And I think Mario Three D World is is the rare game that actually gets it right. It's a lot of fun to play multiplayer. Well, well, now I really want to play Rayman Legends. It's a lot better than uh. Rumbo? Just, I was just gonna say it's a lot better than Super there. Mario Brothers Wii, which was terrible multiplayer. Mm. That was just it mm. is, yeah. awful. Yeah. Uh, but that's not even a 3D platformer. Yeah, so, so, so I talk about Spiegel, Sunshine Zyber, a bit. Since you guys have played both of them all the way, we got to talk about Sunshine. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I just finished 100%ing Sunshine earlier this morning to try to get it done for the podcast. Um. So in comparison between 64 You're and Sunshine... You're doing the Lord's work, my friend. That's not an easy task. <laughs> the movement of Mario feels amazing in Sunshine. He doesn't slip on every single thing he walks on. And he's got a jetpack and stuff, so you can try to rescue yourself if you accidentally fall off or don't jump or something. And it just feels really smooth. And it has a really good camera compared to 64's garbage which I'm not saying, you know, you know, yeah, it's the first one of the first 3D platformer camera systems, but it's aged so bad. Sunshine has much better camera, thankfully. On the other hand, even though they fixed all these things in Sunshine, they made really bland levels and they made it where you get kicked out every single time you collect a star and have to go back in and each individual star is stuck behind its own event, so you can't just try to get a bunch of stars in the same event. It's terrible. Well, I mean, to be fair, all of the 3D Mario games kind of had their own stars. Uh, like, you get kicked out of the level once you get a star, except for the, the 100 coins one, which is a big pain to go back into level you just You get kicked get out in coins. Sunshine. You get kicked out from the 100 coin star in Sunshine. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And and I think you make a really good point about each shine sprite being locked behind its own individual task as opposed to just existing in the idea. world and just 
and just being able to go get it was really freeing in in Mario sixty four and certainly in Odyssey. Yeah. But Sunshine and Galaxy and both so have that problem. You don't see it again until like that freedom until Odyssey, I think. Well, the reason I'm a Kofa in Galaxy is because there's only like one to three stars available, so you you're not just well. I guess there's extra stuff sometime later too but it's not like you're just constantly going back in and in this again 64 was nice because it only had the six stars plus the hundred star sunshine has 11 shines per level regular level and so it had to go back in 11 whole times it's just ridiculous so rapid fire unless you guys want to say something about galaxy spiel you got anything on galaxy I do, actually. Just to say a little bit on Galaxy, um, Zyber actually just mentioned the fact that each world only has like one to three stars in it. And that's really upsetting to me. I feel like, yeah, they had a ton of ideas that they that they were able to realize in all of the different worlds that they created for that game. But ultimately, there are certain galaxies that I just I want to spend more time in. Um, and I frankly, I it just doesn't give you enough. They're, they're, the levels are very small, very linear, and very limited. And uh, I just want more. And Galaxy just leaves me wanting more. Yep. So rapid fire reviews, because we had to move on. I know we love these games, but we can talk about them another day. I want rapid fire reviews for the games you've played. Spiegel, go. Uh, Just like scores? Yep. Uh, Mario 64 is a 5. Mario Sunshine is a 3. And uh, Mario Galaxy, I think, I think is going to be a 4. Not 100% sure on that yet. I Probably a 4. Because I, I really Cyber. do... I, I really... The game looks really good. <laughs> and I didn't get a chance to say that earlier. It's, it's put, aged really well from the visual department. It's really hard to put 64 at 2. But I want to put Sunshine at 3. And I don't want to tie them. This is assuming you're not 100%ing the games. <laughs> Uh, Galaxy probably will be a four, like Spiegel says. Man, these are some harsh reviews, I feel like. But eh, what can you do? I guess nostalgia doesn't always hold up. Some games age better than others. And I, please, I have no nostalgia for Super Mario Galaxy. That game came out around the time that I was starting to fall off the Nintendo bandwagon. Like, what are you guys doing? Why are you <laughs> making all these games that are clearly, like, unbelievably slow-paced just so that the newbies can just kind of get into it? Nobody <laughs> wants this. No, like... There is no so, gamer. There is no gamer out there who like played Wii Sports. It's like all of a sudden I gotta play Twilight Princess and Mario Galaxy. It doesn't exist. Well, the Wii was my first home console for Nintendo since the NES, so it was when I got back into it. This question comes from Himaru. Another one. He's got two this week. Great job, Himaru, with the good questions. And you know, this is a, a variation on an existing game, and we've got three options for our hosts bang bond or bomb bombers edition who is who in each bombers uh, regarding your fellow bombers do we need to explain uh what each of bang bomb and B- bang what is it <laughs> bang bond and bomb. Bang, bond. bang bond or bomb oh, hard. i don't think we have to i think you know i mean they're all verbs you know what it means i i think you know what bang means i think you know what bond means and i think uh, you know what bomb means so Oh, no context. I know no no context right. because I really want us thinking about <laughs> our no answers idea. for the next week so that, you know, we just destroy the chemistry of this podcast. Deg. Chemistry? Deg. Oh, are you making yes, me go you first? Go bad my person. answer depends entirely on what your answer is, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> harsh. Um, bang, bond, bomb, in order. Piddle, Speaker, Zyber. Speaker? Spiegel? Spoker, Spiegel? Three people. I like how right, he did so it so bang, fast that we can't even react piddle. to what he said. I don't even remember which one I was. Bond, Spiegel, Bob, Zyber. Zyber, since you got bombed. What's I'd your bomb myself, too, if I was an option. <laughs> you were not an option. It's, like, it's a shame I can't bomb myself. Bombers. I'd bang myself. I would bang Spiegel, yeah! Bond, Dag, and Bomb, Piddle. Because he is such a great bomber. I, I don't think that's a good thing to be bombed. I don't think ev- I don't think everyone assumes. <laughs> I don't think it means what you think it means. It means. <laughs> okay. 
guess we should have maybe explained what they all uh, were. Well, I guess I'll go next yeah. since I was bombed. Uh, for me, it is Bang, Zyber, Bond, Spiegel, Bomb, Deg. And that leaves Spiegel. You are, you are last. Go ahead. Give it to us. The problem now is that the three of you have been bombed. I have not been bombed. Don't... So I now have to pick which person gets bombed the most. That's not a, pro- that's not a problem. Just go uh, with what your answer. Well, Has everyone been banged yet? I bang Zyber. Bond. Piddle. Sorry, Dag. Piddle's my best friend. He lives in my city. You got bombed. The task for the listeners now is to real quick tally mark and figure out who got what. Put it, and put it in the review. Post that in uh, the put it in your iTunes us, review. Because I don't feel like counting. Yeah. In fact, tell Part us fan fiction. what your answer is for the three of us. And then add a fourth B word in there for um the one that you didn't word. pick for the other three. But uh, keep it PG-13. Beware like, the cyber. Like so we had some more things to talk about, but I think we are out of time. So you're just going to have to tune in next week for our discussion on Earthbound. Yeah. <laughs> the, the month is over. It will officially be over by the time we record uh, next week. And we all played Earthbound, I think, and we have a lot to say on it. So come back next week. Otherwise, that's gonna, it's going to get spicy. Gonna we episode, might as well do the whole episode just, com- just talking about Earthbound and... and- and uh, should we should we do a little teaser? Who likes the game and who doesn't? Or should we make them tune back in? No, absolutely not. They have to tune back okay. in. Okay. I'll tell the I'll tell them this much. There's been a lot of discussion about it on the Bombers Discord, and if you aren't already in there and you're curious, it, but your answer. I thought Earthbound music stuck in my head all but week. But if you go to the Discord server and you read all that stuff. Still listen to the podcast. The podcast is going to be better. It's going to be more coherent. Oh, I have a lot more to say. We'll be, I have a lot more to we'll say. We'll be more drunk and more high on caffeine than we are right now, which is a lot, probably. Until then. Probably angrier. Until next week, we have one final question. Wait, do we have Muffin. a game announced yet? No, uh, no. Month? The, the uh, Game Club Game of the Month has not yet been decided. We're still waiting on a couple of votes here. Uh, it does look like it's going to come down to the wire, though. So vote early and vote often. Or, well, you can only vote once, but vote vote now. You're running vote, out of time. Vote the one time. Come on, person. Play often so you get a vote. Yeah. That's what I say. Anyway. Our, we're going to leave go. it off with one last question by muffin.exe. Spiegel, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. How long do you think we will continue to do Bombers? Well, that's a good question, Muffin. How long will we continue to do bombers? Well, I think uh, the answer to that is uh, for about one more second. Uh.